Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. We're back for another episode. Don't have any news. We still have a website. We still have an Instagram. We still have a Patreon. If you want to find where everything is, just go to the website. It's strangeandbeautiful.club. Find it in the show notes. Find it in the show notes. Because I do put show notes in there. Not a ton. Do you ever read the show notes on any podcast? Uh, if they mention specific links or something, oh, like check then I want to go notes. look at. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I never do. Although it's usually check out this programming website. Oh well. Or GitHub repository. Yeah, mine's all true crime. Links in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll just get started. Today we are doing our movie review of the week, which this week is Train to Busan. And a note. Matt and I, I'm not sure if you've realized, are the whitest of white people. In fact, I'm whiter than Matt. I did one of those DNA things. I am 99.9% European, which means I am all white bread, no enriched. (laughs) I got nothing, people. But that being said, I don't think we should exclude non-Western media just because it's slightly more complicated for us to cover. Right. If you can get over the hurdle of one inch high subtitles, there's a world of great content film and yeah. Out there for you. Yes. And uh, I I don't think I need to say it. The movie Parasite. Yeah. And I don't think I need to say it, but all subs. No dubs. You want to hear this in the original voice actors. Absolutely. Turn those subtitles on. Read as you go. Rewind if needed. It's a great movie, and it's worth the time. Right. The dialogue isn't that big in this movie, either. And not. Not really. No, it's more the zombie, zombie, bitey, bitey. <laughs> it's a zombie run, run. movie. Sneaky, sneaky. It's as important as dialogue ever is in a zombie movie. So, with that caveat, we will be mispronouncing Korean names. We will be doing our level best to say them correctly, but it's possible we're not going to get them right. But I feel like it's more important to use the character names than it is to avoid saying them. I guess we'll just get started. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. Welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. So we open with a guy driving into a quarantine zone in like a work truck. Yep. And he's not happy. No, this is apparently new. Although he says it's like hoof and mouth or. Right. Yeah. I think he's referencing a previous outbreak. Yeah. Among livestock. 
Yes. So he's like, I don't want to have to bury my livestock again, guys. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's not livestock. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's absolutely not livestock. Yeah, I, I thought the line, burying the hogs again, was yeah. interesting. Right. So he drives through after he gets like sprayed down and he gets a phone call and he does like an awkward, he could definitely reach his phone, but he's trying to play like a can't thing where he's like shaking his hand towards his phone and he hits deer. Right. Because he, for a moment he looks down, yeah, leans over to grab his phone and uh, hits something on the road. Right. He gets out to check and it's deer and obviously dead deer. So he just gets back in his truck and drives off. He's like, oh, what a shit day. <laughs> and as he's driving off, the deer gets up and it like whips its head to the camera and it has like milky white eyes. A hallmark of zombie infection. It's clearly no longer an okay deer. So that's it, guys. We're in a zombie movie. This is our introduction. And it's spread by animals. Well, I don't know that it's spread by animals. This well, is our, I mean, like, oh, snap! It can infect animals. Shit's gone It sideways. doesn't always infect animals. Right. So then we cut to Gong Yu. Gong Yu in an office. Oh, it's so good to see you again, Gong Yu. Oh, Gong Yu. His name in the, in the movie is Siak Wu. Siak Wu? I was thinking, are we going to refer to him as Gong Yu? Or I'm probably going to refer to him as Gong Yu, because I refer to actors by actor names lots. And we love Gong Yu. Like a lot. We've yeah. seen a lot of Gong Yu. <laughs> He's in a really wonderful K-drama for anyone ambitious called Goblin. Highly recommend it. It's on Vicky. We're not sponsored by Vicky. We'd be happy to be sponsored by Vicky. I'll just take a free hey, membership. <laughs> it's a Rakuten Vicky if you want to find it. There's apps on everything. And it's got tons. Link in the show notes. Oh, I could link it in the show notes. And it's got tons of non-Western media available for you to stream. Uh, Train to Busan, I think, is on there. Also, Goblin is on there. Um, and also probably, probably Coffee Prince, which is another excellent. It's actually Gong Yu's breakout drama. He'd been in a couple things before that, but that's kind of his like big hit on the early big hit is Coffee Prince. Anyway, we love Gong Yu, and here we are. It's Gong Yu, and he's eating Burger King. Uh, a lot of Western foods are more... Um I don't think we can make that generalization. I think this is just a, uh, it's a sponsor. This is probably a sponsor. Yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. So he's eating Burger King. Um, and he is on the phone and talking about selling stocks. Right. Or, um, just a note, Korean media really likes their product placements. I mean, we do too. We just don't see them. Right. They're, yeah. they're a little more overt about them. Right. Is, that's what I was trying to get across. Yeah. Um, so he... He finishes up his phone call, throws away his Burger King, and uh, one of his employees comes in, and he's like, oh, sell it all. And the guy's like, oh my God, are you serious? That could destabilize that. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, just sell it all. So clearly he's some kind of high-powered stock manager, fund manager, uh, which he is a fund manager. So he leaves after work, and he's... He goes home. Yeah, he goes home. I mean, he's on the phone with somebody. I'm trying to remember who he's on the phone with. I think he's on the phone with his ex-wife when he's leaving. And she's telling him that their daughter wants to visit her for oh, her yes. birthday. And he's like, you don't need, she doesn't need, no, it's fine. And he's, she's like, is it not enough that you already have custody of her? Can't she come and visit me? So he has a present in his backseat, which we get a glimpse of when he opens it and pointedly looks and he, at it. He 
makes a comment to his assistant early in the first scene with him asking, what are kids into these days? Yeah. Right. So, so his assistant helped him pick out a gift. Right. For his daughter. So he heads home and his daughter is there and his mother is there as well. And she yells at him a little bit. Uh, not yells. Scolds him. Scolds him, I guess, for his absenteeism. Uh, because she has a video of his daughter trying to sing at school. And she couldn't make it through the recital. And the entire class laughs at her. Because she was trying to sing for him, but he wasn't there. So he goes in to talk to his daughter, and she's on the phone underneath some blankets. And it turns out she's on the phone with her mom, and she's assuring her mother that she can make this train ride by herself. And that as long as her mom is there to pick her up at the station, everything's going to be fine. And so Gong Yu's like, absolutely not. Yeah, you don't need to go see your mom. It's fine. So he hands her her present. It turns out it's the same present. Well, he, she looks disappointed. Yeah. What? You don't like it? So then she looks up at the TV. So she's holding a box. It's a Wii. It's a Nintendo Wii. Yeah. With Mario included. And she just looks up at the TV. And next to the TV is a Wii. And behind it is the exact same box that she's holding. Right. So this is what he got her He's for like, Children's well, Day. <laughs> So absentee father, and he forgot what his assistant bought for her for Children's Day, too. So he feels guilty. This is obviously the assistant's fault for not remembering what oh, right. the assistant and not or the, the dad's pro- maybe fault the for not knowing. the assistant bought. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's fault it is, Seokwu Gongyu is guilted into taking his daughter on the train ride to Busan because... That was three strikes, you're out, and he's got to do it. So the next morning, they're on their way to the train. Bright and early. Well, it's pre-dawn, and they're driving, they're kind of having a chat. Ironically, bright and early does mean when it's still dark. Right. (laughs) Just early, not so bright. So as they're driving, he's talking to her, and then we see we're looking in the windshield from the front at Gong Yu and, or Seok Wu and his daughter Suan. And they are driving and talking. And then we see, reflected in the glass of the windshield, emergency vehicle lights. And he slams on the brake and does the parent thing where even though the... Arms swing out. Yeah, the arms swing out to catch his daughter. And we see just a bunch of emergency vehicles going by. And then she looks out the window... And it looks like snow, but it's not snow because she catches it and it's a piece of ash. And then we see another image where we're looking in the car at Gong Yu from outside, but reflected in his window is a burning building. And he's like, oh, something must have happened. The filming angles are good in this movie. Yeah. Oh, this, this is a good movie. It, like, even just this sequence. Yeah. Right? Just by ch- the cars staying still, the characters in the car are staying still, but just by moving the camera around, we're telling the story. Right. I love a good bystander horror movie. The, not the military, not the scientist in charge of... Finding the cure. Of the lab, but the guy on the way to his train with... Tra- on the way to the train with his daughter. Right, just this the survival is, horror movie. Mm, yeah. Yes, like Shaun of the Dead, 
when he wakes up and he goes to his usual like corner store. And the only reason we know something's weird is he opens the door to get a drink and there's a bloody handprint down the door. I love a good bystander horror movie. And that's what we're about to get. And this is set up so well because he's just like, huh, well, other people are handling it. That's fine. So they continue on their way to the train as if nothing is happening. Because, I mean, it's fine. There were emergency vehicles. Sure, an entire skyscraper is kind of on fire, but it's not his job to handle it. So they get on the train. They, we get introduced to a couple of characters as we're getting on the train. We get introduced to a baseball team who are getting on the train at the same time. We're kind of setting up. So the thing I love about Korean media generally is the pacing. Right. It's, it's uh, either slow or pensive pensive i would pensive call it pensive. is a great way to yes. describe it's it, a yeah. very thoughtful pace you don't get the hectic pace until it's really necessary so we have a good slow build up before we get our even get our first not counting the deer before right. we get our first real like zombie so we've we've seen the emergency vehicles we've seen the building on fire we've seen ash in the air and then we kind of cut back to life as normal and we're getting on the train, and we see vignettes of most of the major characters getting on. Yeah, most of the characters that we're going to see again. Yeah, so we see a baseball team getting on, and then a girl arrives, and she kind of stalks through the center of the baseball team. And you, it's we're building the character relationship here. It's a very shorthand way of saying this baseball guy, whose name is Young Gook, and this girl, Jin Hee, are together, but maybe not together. They're talking. Yeah. They're talking, uh, which means they are conversing with the intent to eventually date. <laughs> if you they're courting. Live, if you live in our region of the country, uh, they're courting. So she sits down, puts his headphone in. What are you listening to? Takes his headphone out and puts it in her ear, and he's not even listening to anything. Right. He's just kind of trying to avoid her. Because clearly they kind of have a crush on each other. She's been pursuing him. Yeah. But he's probably too shy. Yeah, and then we cut to the two older ladies who are Jungil and Ingil. Sisters. Sisters. And they're eating hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> so the one lady... Yeah, is, she's peeling hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, she's eggs. peeling hard-boiled eggs and trying to feed them to her sister. And her sister's not having any of it. Which the one sister... Uh, not the lady who obviously actually is old, but the other one who's wearing like the curly wig. She's not even that old. Right. She's in several other things we've watched. And she's she's older, but she's definitely not as old as she's portrayed in this movie. So that was an interesting choice. Uh, as a side, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, check out Bulgasal. It's on Netflix and it's really, really good. <laughs> she's in it. We don't get introduced to a couple of the other characters, but they're going to pop up here pretty soon because they sit down. So Siok Woo and his daughter Suan sit down in the chair uh, in their seats and Gong Yu immediately falls asleep because it's like the ass crack of dawn. <laughs> he just sits down and passes out. Right. So his daughter gets up to go to the bathroom after the train has already started moving. Well, before the train leaves, a girl runs Yes. Runs yes. into the train. So we're having these like slice of life vignettes. And then we see the conductor like wave to say everything's well, good. You can go yeah, on. He's just doing a last check, visual scan, make sure nobody's waiting for the train. And so he looks to the left 
all the way down the length of the train. And then behind him, this girl runs up the stairs. And then he's like, what happened? He turns around. And so he, he barely even notices yeah. her. And then, so he waves to the... All good. Go ahead. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah. And then, they, so they close the doors and leave. Mm. Yeah. So it's yeah. another little taste of what we're about to get. So this is our second, like, ooh. So this is our second push towards where we're headed. And it's... Oh, I just really love this movie. <laughs> so we we get started on our journey to Busan. And Suan has to pee because she's little. And it's the ass crack of dawn. So she gets up to go to the bathroom. And, oh, she gets up because COO, Young Suk. Um, Young Suk is the older fellow uh, that we meet almost right away because he comes in to tell one of the attendants that a strange person has gotten onto the train. So right away, you can tell he's an asshole. He's an asshole. Uh, yeah. So this whole setup. The very beginning setup. I'm getting animated. I wish you could see all my hands that are moving here. But um, this whole setup at the beginning is, oh, just chef's kiss, as Kate would say. It's so well done because we keep bringing you to that brink of, oop, here we go. It's our zombie reveal. And then, nope, sorry, not it yet. Oh, we're almost there. Nope, not yet. Because this guy, Young Suk, comes in, talk to the attendant to say somebody strange has gotten on the train. Well, we as viewers know that that woman just ran on the train. So is this her? And we keep getting small glimpses of her, like tying a tourniquet around her leg. And she has like a bite mark on her leg with black lines coming out of it. And then the little girl, Suan, walks over to see what all the fuss is about. And they open the bathroom door, and it's actually a homeless guy. Which he's credited as homeless guy. He doesn't get a name. He's just homeless guy. Right. Yeah. Um. He's the MVP of this movie, but he doesn't get a name. So, oop, it wasn't the girl. It was somebody different. And so they're like, well, we're going to have to get, we're going to have to let you off at the next station if you don't have a ticket. And he's just like, they're all dead. They're all dead. <laughs> they're all dead. Which, Which everyone's like, ah, to, that's to be fair fine. to Yunsuk, the COO, uh, he is a strange man yeah. in the bathroom. It's fair. Uh, but Suan's like, so I can't pee here? I can't I can't pee here? And they're like, no, you got to move on to the next one. So she walks through the next train to the next, like, vestibule bathroom. And we meet Sang-hwa. Yes. We meet Sang-hwa and his wife, Seung kyung which we well, don't meet her yet. She don't meet her yet because yeah. she's in the bathroom. And he's at the door yeah. kind of consoling her. Right. Uh, and trying he, to keep her calm. He tells Suan. There's two people pissing in there. You might want to move on to the next one. It's going to take a while. Which is a, quite a dad joke. Yeah. Uh, considering that he's not a dad yet. Not a dad yet. But his wife, who's in the bathroom, is pregnant, which is what he means by there's two people going to the bathroom. So Suan moves on to yet another vestibule to use the restroom. And this is when we get our, the attendant finds the actual girl who got onto the train secretly because she started having a seizure. And so the attendant's just doing what she's supposed to do. She's responding to a medical emergency. Right. Uh, so she calls it in on her walkie-talkie. Yes. And then she goes to try to help the girl and... Gets munched. Chomp. Chomp. Yeah. 
uh-oh. <laughs> and so then we have a couple more slice of life moments here. But the cool part is we see the baseball car because the one entire car is taken up by the baseball team. And we kind of see feet and then we see the attendant's feet like slowly dragging past. And then it pans up and the zombie girl's like on her back. Right. And she's trying to get down, get through the car to try to escape because she can't fight the zombie zombie girl. girl off. Yeah. And then people start noticing. Right. What's happening. And then she collapses. Zombie girl lunges at other people. And then a few moments later, the attendant starts jerking around. Right. And the the zombie like movements. Like Rachel mentioned, this movie looks very, very physically taxing for the zombie actors. Yeah. The extras work they worked for this. For sure, because they are twitching around, and we get the cool fast zombies, both the fast infection to change rate, which always makes for a good tense zombie movie, and fast zombies. So they're, because they can run. Because they can run. They're not. We're not shambling. We are human speed, greater than human strength, and once you're bit, you've got anywhere from thirty seconds. Depending to on where you get bit. Five minutes, maybe. If you get bit you on change. the hand, you maybe have five, ten minutes. Yeah. If you get bit, like, on the thigh or the neck, it's, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, it's pretty instantaneous. So, meanwhile, Gong Yu's woken up. I think he gets a phone call from his... Uh, he gets a text message, I think, with a... He tells his, his person, analyst, to prepare a situation report for him. Yeah, because something's going on. He's seeing... They have news. They have like TV station news on the train. Um, the situation's devolving quickly and he knows it. So he gets up to try to find his daughter because he wakes up and she's missing. And so on the way, he passes by the pregnant lady, Sung Kyung. Sung Kyung, and her husband, Sang Hwa. And then he continues on. He does find his daughter right as like we get a huge wave of zombies because because of the fast transition, this train gets nearly overrun almost immediately. And so they're fleeing back to a safe car and Seok Wu and Suan, Gong Yu and his daughter are running and he turns around and sees Sang Hwa and Seung Kyung, the uh, fisticuffs guy. Like he's kind of, be- he's beefy, like, He's well-built, and his pregnant wife, and he shuts the door in their face because the zombies are coming behind them. Right, and he's got Suan with him. He's got Suan with him, so he's like, So he uh, shuts the sorry. door. Yeah, he shuts so the door. they get there, and they kind of have enough time, so he opens the door again and lets them through and then closes it. Right. And so Sung Hwa He doesn't not, let them through. He doesn't? No. Who lets him Sang Hua opens the door himself. He oh, opens okay. the door, turns around, and is holding the door shut as the zombies are like banging on the door. And he's screaming about, "How do we lock it? Where do we lock? Where's the lock?" And Gong Yu's like, "Oh, you don't need to lock it. They don't know how to use the doorknob because it's kind of like a, it's not just a pull. It's like a release. You have to twist this thing, and it releases this door. And all the doors are glass, which is super relevant." 
Also, how much would I love having high-speed electric rail? I'm just saying. This is the real tragedy here is that we've got Amtrak and they've got CoRail. Which, but this I is think I KTX. mentioned this the first time we watched this. Someone probably thought they were so clever that the Korean rail is CoRail. CoRail, yeah. Anyway. That's just an aside. But Sangwa is immediately pissed at Seokwu because he shut the door in his face. He's, very con- he's a very confrontational guy. Yeah, he's pretty confrontational. And at least at the beginning, Gong Yu's character is uh, he's a pretty big asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah. protect my family at all costs because then they're all proceeding up to the front of the train to kind of condense in the safe trains away from the back where all the zombies are. And they're paused in this vestibule. And the two older ladies, Junggil and Ingil, are in there. And so the one lady sits down, the one older lady sits down, and Gong Yu has his daughter sitting on another chair, and she gets up to let the older lady sit. And he's like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to be nice to these people. Yeah, he you says, take care you of yourself. You didn't need to do that. And she says, what? You don't need to be so good all the time. Yeah, he's like, you take care of yourself. Don't worry about other people. And in the meantime, he's made a phone call because he has friends all over the place. So he has a uh, category in his phone called Lemmings, which are all the people that work for him. Yeah. And he made a phone call to find out what cities are safe along their route. And so he knows, because they've made an announcement, that they're going to be getting off at this next station. And so he calls to find out if it's safe. And the guy's like, meh, the whole city's in quarantine. If you get off, you're going to be quarantined. He's like, come on, man. What can you do for me? And so he tells him not to go to the main square, but go to another square, and he'll let him in. Yeah, he says, I have people there. Right. So they get there, the door's open, but there's nobody. There's nobody on the platform. There's nobody in the station. And Sanghua, who is my favorite character. I mean, I love Gong Yu, but Sanghua is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're riding the escalator down. Yeah, his situational awareness. Discarded police riot gear. Yeah, with blood on it. With blood on it. And he's like, on the stairs. And he's like, "Uh, something's not right here. Right. And so he's he's primed. He's ready to go. Yeah. So as soon as they get to the bottom, they kind of see military, but they're all milling about. And as soon as they see the first person come down the stairs, they all turn around and everybody's zombies. So Song Hua's ready. He grabs his wife. Flips her over the side of the escalator, and then he himself hops over, and then they run. It's off to the races. Yep. They run back. Uh, They head back up the stairs, and they're making their way back to the train. Uh, And the zombies, of course, are super fast, which is always makes for a good zombie movie. And meanwhile, Gong Yu and his daughter and the homeless guy have all tried to go to not that square, but a different square. And so they're all running back. And there's a whole bunch of kerfuffle. Right, homeless guy who also has great situational awareness. Yes. He's like, no, no. I saw you on a phone call. I know you are going somewhere special. I'm coming with you. So there's a bunch of kerfuffle here. There's fighting. Gong Yu beats somebody up with a book. Songhua punches a bunch of zombies just straight in the face. Which you gotta love the boldness. If you punched a zombie in the face and they cut your hand with their teeth. Infected. Infected. That's what I was going to say. So, but he obviously doesn't care. Maybe he's got really good aim. He's just punching these zombies straight in the face. But they make it through this glass door. And they are struggling to lock this door as all these zombies are piling up against it. And pregnant lady, Seong Kyung, 
and Suan and some of the other group, our group, our kind of core group of people, which is the baseball girl, Jin Hee, baseball dude, Young Gook, the two older ladies, Jong Gil and Ingil, Fisticuff's husband, which is Sang Hwa, and Seong Kyung are kind of our core group of characters uh, who will kind of all band together right in this moment. So Gong Yu, Sang Hwa, and baseball guy. Uh, young gook are all pushing on the door to try to keep it shut while the women flee, flee back to the train to get back on the train and back to safety. So they head down the train or head down the stairs. They manage to get on, but they get separated. Uh, that's because the, the core group ends up going to. Uh, they end up on opposite ends of the train. Sukwu and Sanghua are holding the door shut yeah. while the rest of the group runs. So, As is Baseball Guy. Right. They end up at the back Young of the group. train. And then the three guys end up much farther forward, forward. in the train. Yes. Uh, and, and so then Sanghua talks to his wife well, later that's because and realizes where they are. That's because this is our first glimpse at the real villain in this motherfucking movie, which is Young Suk, the COO guy who pointed out the homeless man at the very beginning. This motherfucker kills, intentionally kills, more of the characters than any of the zombies. I don't hate the zombies. Zombies are like roaches. They're like mice. They're just doing what's right, instinctual. There's, there's no malice behind it. There's no malice. They're just... They're zombies. They're hungry. Whatever. I feel the same way when I'm hungry. This guy is maliciously selfish. Yeah. Self-centered. Yon Suk is a gigantic asshole. He needs to die much sooner in this movie, but he can't because he drives so much of the drama because the reason they get separated is the girls get on, but they get on at the back. They end up having to jump on pretty far back um, because... Yan Suk has convinced the train operator to start driving. He's like, we got to go. And they're like, Jin Hee, who's up front with Yan Suk, the real villain, Jin Hee being the baseball guy's girlfriend, she's like, no, my friends are still out there. And he's like, well, if they're out there, then they're dead. Sorry. So they start driving and everybody kind of gets on the train where they can. So pregnant lady, Seong Kyung, one of the older sisters and Suan all end up basically stuck in a bathroom because they get on the train, but they're in an infested car. They're between two infested cars. Yeah. They're in the, they call it a vestibule. Right. Between the trains. Yeah. Where they have two bathrooms, one on either side. And then if, when you turn out of, when you come out of the bathroom, Behind you, there's a door to a train car. Ahead of you, there's a door to a train car. Yeah. So they get in. Both of those train car doors are open, and the bathroom is unoccupied. Right. So they have to get into the bathroom because the zombies immediately see them and run at them. And so that's the only place they can go to be safe. Meanwhile, Gong Yu, Sang Hua, and baseball dude, Young Gook, all get on on car nine. So our women are all on car 13, and our dudes are all on car 9. So they make a phone call 
Seung Kyung calls her husband, Sangwa, and tells him, we're on, tra- we're on train 13. We're on car 13. And uh, you need to come get us. We're stuck here. <laughs> and they're like, okay, time to man up. So the baseball guy's like, I'm going. I'm going to get my girlfriend. So he goes into his duffel bag. Yeah. And he starts pulling out like athletic straps, like wrap around. It's not his because it's not his because well, we don't end up in his car. Until... Somebody has a bunch of like yeah. athletic equipment. He gets like a leather strip. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's a long, wide leather strip that he ends up wrapping. And there's like rolls of tape and stuff in it. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's relevant. It, it's the plot bag. Yeah, it's the plot bag. And he takes uh, the plot stuff out of the plot bag, wraps it around his forearms, and everybody follows suit. So Sung Hwa takes off his jacket and scarf for the first time, and we get a look at what we're working with, which is some pretty impressive guns. <laughs> Sung Hwa is ripped. Uh, now you know why he was punching zombies straight in the face, because he had every confidence that that was going to work. I would, too, if I couldn't fit my hand around my bicep, like two hands around my bicep, because <laughs> he's got some. Oh, it's anyway, welcome to the gun show is what is what happens when he takes off his jacket. So he starts wrapping his jacket around his arm and then they get tape from somewhere, because not only do they wrap their forearms, they tape them. So now we've got like a block we can hold up. Zombie right. can bite a zombie it. Bites we're your be forearm, fine. It's not getting to your skin. Right. And so they get one guy has a baseball bat. One guy has some riot gear. Oh, I'm going to put us in the rewind oh, machine yes. for just a second. Whoop, whoop, whoop. As they're running to catch the train. Yes. When we're getting on the train and the dudes are running to get on the train. Situational awareness. Yeah. Song Hua is running because Gong Yu is already on the train. And he's reaching for him. And Sangwa is trying to catch him because, of course, the train's moving because our real villain, Yan Suk, has already gotten the train moving. And he's running and he like darts to the side, comes well, he, back. Well, he looks ahead. Yeah. We see him look ahead. We don't see what he sees. But then he slows down for a moment and turns to the side. Yes. And he comes back with like a riot shield. And, and a baton. And a baton. And he just starts like knocking zombies, like battering ram, battering ramming zombies out of his way as he's chasing this train and he still manages it's very to impressive catch, yeah he still manages to catch Syukbu's hand and get on the train but anyway that's why they have a riot shield which now gong yu is wielding and he has a really funny line where he's like i'll be in the front Songhua says i'll be in the front baseball guy you're in the middle you're in the middle and Syukbu, you're at the back you're a fund manager so you Already know how to leave useless people behind. Yeah. He's uh he's calling <laughs> back to that moment when Siak Wu shut the door in his face. Him and his pregnant wife's face. Just so, hey buddy, I see you, is what that moment is. But we're past asshole phase for Siak Wu. He's on board now. I mean, the moment he decided to go hold that glass door shut. Well, before his group was him and his daughter. Yeah. Now, his group is him, Songhua, and Yongguk. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, I'm in. Like, we're I'm a team in. now. Right. So they just are like, okay, you guys ready? Go. And so they go into the next car and just start punching zombies, like shoving them to the side, punching zombies. I have to say, this sequence, getting from car nine to car 13, is my favorite section of the movie, hands down, because we already have the wonderful enclosed 
tension that we're in a small space with a malevolent force tension. And we kind of got around it because if you're in a safe car, they don't know how to open doors, so you're fine. But now we're intentionally delivering our protagonists into these small enclosed spaces filled with the malevolent force, which is always a really good way to create so much tension and drama. And it works so well because the pacing up till now has been so pensive. We've gotten zombies. We've gotten a couple really fast parts, but really we've been all build, no action. And yeah, now this is the main action part of the movie. Yeah. Now we're going to get some action. So we go into the first car, do a bunch of punching. They make it through, but barely. They're tired. They're already bloody. How are we going to make it another three cars? Well, we've got to. Our women are on the other end of this. So then they end up at the baseball car. Yes. And so it's all of Jungkook's friends and they're from all the baseball team. Zombies. And they're all zombies. Yeah. So he and chokes so, a little. Which adds really adds to the drama of the yeah, scene. Yeah, you believe it. They're his because friends. Sanghua charges in. Sanghua yeah. sees Jungkook hesitating. He's like, well, I'm going in. Yeah. So he goes in. Sukwu follows him. They're fighting. And then they both get mobbed. Yeah. Sanghua gets mobbed by like six zombies. <laughs> and Yuxu gets uh, Sukwu gets mobbed by one zombie. Yeah, well. And Jungkook is in the back with his baseball bat. Even zombies can see the size of that man's guns. <laughs> They're like, we got to gang up they on that They can evaluate guy. a threat. They're like, not that guy. That, that guy and so Jungkook is in the back of the car like, oh no, what am I going to do? I can't hit my friends. And then, whoosh, they go into a tunnel. Yep. And the zombies apparently have a really bad night vision, which I think is a very interesting twist on the zombie genre. It works. Because this means the only time that it's safe to go out in a zombie-infested area is nighttime. Night. Yes. Which is the opposite of normal. This works. It works well, because they're immediately like, huh, what? Huh? They're blind, yeah. so they can only follow hearing. You get the sense that this is a mindless mob. That's what we're going with. They're only attacking because they can see them, which we kind of established earlier because they block the doors, block right. the glass doors. And as soon as the zombies can't see them, they calm down. But now we realize darkness works just as well. So Siok Wu sticks out his bat and taps the overhead shelf slightly farther back in the car. And they all run that direction and they're able to sneak out and go to the next car. So then they're regrouping in the vestibule, vestibule and Sangwa's like, okay, let's go, let's do it. And he's like, hold, hold. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. So Gong Yu gets Sangwa's phone, and we don't know what for, but he does a couple of tap, tap, taps. Well, he, he uses Sangwa's phone to call his phone, and then they sneak into the car. They, they get past the midpoint of the car. He throws Sanghua's phone, and then he calls Sanghua's phone to because, attract the zombies. Because we're in another tunnel. Right. Yes. Yeah, so they wait for another tunnel. They manage to sneak partway in. They throw the phone down, turn the phone on, and it starts playing like a K-pop song. Which is like the first clever use of materials yes. to divert the zombie threat. So they zombies all run back towards the phone, and they're able to proceed to the next car. Great. We are making good progress now. And actually, we're now at the now vestibule. Now there's only one more car. Well, now we're at the vestibule where we can rescue the people. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they rescue the people right now. And they know there's another tunnel coming. And they've got to get through this right. car to the next car because this so we, car 15 is safe. We see Sukwu, As far as they know. We see Sukwu on his phone and he's muttering some numbers to himself. And he's like, two minutes. The next tunnel will be dark for two minutes. So yeah. we have two minutes to get all these people that we're rescuing. We have two minutes to get them back. Yeah, to say, no, get them to car 15, which is safe. We don't have to try to go back. But because they do. No, they don't. Yeah, because no. they go to the main car. No, Yongook oh, is everybody has else? called Jin-hee, and Jin-hee is up front with all the other safe people. Because remember, she's in there with Yun-suk, the Do we know what car number that is? Villain. Car 15. He says car 15. Oh, they're in car 15. So they're, okay. they were in car 13. They've got to go through car 14, and then they'll be in car 15. No, they don't have to go all the way back. They just got to go one car forward, and they'll be at safety. That's why they decide to do it, because he's like, how are we going to get everybody there and then get everybody back? And Yonggook is like, hey, I've been talking to my girlfriend, Jin Hee, and she says they're in car 15 and they're safe. So we don't have to come back. We can just keep going. Gotcha. So they've got to get through train 14. Got to get through car 14. And we know we have two minutes. It's a long two minutes. This is like a 10 minute, two minutes. But it's fine. It works. It works for the tension of the movie. It's great. Because now we have all of the traditionally marginalized horror movie cannon fodder. We have a child, we have a pregnant lady, and we have an old woman. (laughs) And a homeless guy. And a homeless guy. We just threw them all in the mix. They were like, if one is good, four is better. So let's get them all in here. So they know they've got two minutes for this tunnel. So they wait for it to get dark. They open the door. They walk in there. And this car is slam full. There's no way our phone ringing trick is going to work this time. So Gong Yu looks up at the overhead shelf. And they decide to climb along this overhead shelf, which the real MVP in this moment is the pregnant lady that crawls on her stomach down this shelf. Because I've been pregnant three times. And let me tell you, I would never have been able to drag my stomach like that across it. Uh, it helps that she's not super pregnant. She's, what, probably five, six months? Yeah. Something like a, that. And I thought it was interesting when Suwon asks about the baby, she corrects Suwon and refers to it as the fetus. Right. Well, she says her its name is Sleepy. And yes. Suwon says the baby's name is Sleepy. She says, no, the fetus's name is Sleepy because the dad's too lazy to name her yet. So they know it's a girl. So yeah. we're past 20 weeks at least. But anyway, everyone, including the old lady, the child, and the pregnant lady, all crawl along this shelf. And we get down. We make it off the shelf. Everybody gets through except for the homeless guy. Yeah, the homeless guy trips and falls getting off the shelf. And then, bang, our two minutes are up. So they have to hide. So they're like crammed between the seats and the zombies turn around and they start walking back towards the front. And the, oh, this part is so good. (laughs) But you can see immediately there's a strategically placed can in front of the homeless guy. So we all know where this is going. Uh, Gong Yu starts to count down because they're going to make a break for it. Try to run for the door. But homeless guy steps forward and steps on this can. 
gets all the zombies' attention, so they just have to make a break for it. And by the time they get to the door, they're almost mobbed, so they can't shut the door. But that's fine, because we just have to get through this car, and then the next car is safe. Right, and car, the the car that they're in right now is empty. Yeah. Um, and the zombies are all, so they're in car 14. Zombies are all in car 13, trying to get into 14. Yeah. And then... They in- just have to get to 15, so they go to try the door... But Yong Soup, that motherfucker, has locked the door because he convinced everybody in Car 15 that if they made it all the way through all those zombies, they were definitely infected and they needed to be locked out. So they've got Jin Hee in like a chokehold to keep her from screaming. They've crushed her phone and they've all tied their shirts together to tie this door so that no one can open it. So we've got zombies mobbing the door. Gong Yu's trying to push the door open. Baseball guy. Is holding the car 13 door shut. Sanghua? Yeah, Sanghua is holding the car 13 door shut. As best he's not shut. I mean, there's zombies sticking through it. He's just keeping them pinned so they can't get through. They've got to get into car 15 so they can all flee and leave. But car 15 won't open the door. So young ghoul starts beating on the door with his baseball bat. While Siok Wu, Gong Yu, runs back and starts beating the zombies through the door to try to save Song Hwa and shut the door. But Song Hwa gets bitten. Oh no. I know. I thought this was this was a very emotional moment because uh Sung Kyung goes towards him. Yeah, and he's like, and he's no, like, no, no stay, back. stay back. And then uh he's holding the door by himself. He told yeah. he tells Gong Yu, go. You have to you get know, protect them, your get daughter, them into basically. the get them into the next door. Protect my wife too, because yeah. So then they, I, I'm done. He's staying there, and then as his wife is walking away, he yells a name. Yeah. Um, Sun Q something. Yoon Suan, I think. And yeah, it's like the name that's of the, the name. child. That's the yeah. name for our daughter. Yeah. And so you get this tearful separation so sad yeah. i mean she's gotta know she's never getting another one like that because who, who not, other not every guy will punch a zombie in the face for you yeah it's gonna swing you over the banister rail and protect you by like slugging zombies right in the motherfucking face i mean songwa r.i.p songwa because it's funny gong Yu leaves he says you need to go save them i'm starting to get tired because he's holding the door shut. He's right. bracing the door shut. Uh, but then as soon as the zombies break through, he picks up a zombie and just wedges them all back with this like zombie he's holding in his... like He picks a zombie up sideways, so one arm is between the zombie's legs and one arm is like around its shoulder. But he said he was tired. What, would this man, what could this man do if he wasn't tired? It's the, the last surge. Rip the zombie's arm off and start beating the other zombies back with it. That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the like side story. Uh, you know, Sangwa manages to beat it, and he uh, he literally just beats the zombies back with their own body parts. Oh, like in um, Shaun of the Dead, where that one lady runs out, like her boyfriend runs out of the Winchester. She runs out after him, and then there's like a side story of how she manages to survive by beating a bunch of zombies back with a leg, like a dismembered leg. Then she hides out in the tree. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
No. Oh, they have that one friend who like runs out the door and we're meant to think she's a goner, but she ends up surviving by beating the zombies with her boyfriend's Did they leg. reunite like out the back entrance? There's like, some kind of elevator thing. The next day or whatever, the military arrive and they, they liberate them or whatever. But she's managed to survive the night in the tree because she fought her way through the zombie horde with her boyfriend's severed leg. Anyway, I like Shaun of the Dead, too. That's not a good one we should do. So after that, they finally get in the vestibule, or they finally get in the next car, and Siok Wu punches Yun Suk in the face. Uh, I wish he'd punched him more in the face. This Everyone needed to line up and just punch this guy in the face. He is awful. Awful. I mean, he is Which hateable. Which just means... This actor does a really good job of selling his character. Yeah, he's hateable. Hateable. But they end up kicking them all out into the vestibule. and Which is one car. One car forward. Farther. Right, farther forward. They can't go back because the zombies overran that car, and now they're all beating on the door. And the old lady, Yonggil or Ingil, um, her, the one old lady who was with them, She's now a She zombie. got left behind. Yeah. She kind of stays to delay the zombies enough that they can shut the yeah, door. Yeah, she, she communicated to Gong Yu, like, don't try to grab me. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, just uh, I'll hold them off with my, yeah. um, my human sacrifice. <laughs> uh, but So it's really funny because they get through that door. They run in. Like, they finally get that door open. And then... Gong Yu's the one who shuts the door. Like, nobody's standing there waiting to shut the door to keep the zombies out. They've all immediately backed off to the other half of the car. Like, right. they were all jazzed about keeping this door shut. But then when it really needs to be shut, they've all left. They're all gone. Because Gong Yu's the one who shuts the door in Nobody's the willing face. to volunteer for the risk. Yeah, even though if they didn't shut the door, they were all going to die. Right. But it doesn't matter, because they're all about to die anyway. Because the old lady is pissed. She is pissed that they are so morally bankrupt that they wouldn't let a pregnant lady, a child, an old lady, and a person experiencing homelessness through this door. So she's like, y'all motherfuckers about to get what you deserve. She gets up. She has a tearful moment where she sees... like She puts her hand on the glass. The most clueless-looking zombie. Everybody else is like snarling and throwing themselves at the glass, but the old lady zombie is just sitting there like, am I a zombie? What is happening? Well... Is, I got the impression that... Where are my boiled eggs? <laughs> this lady's sister was a little senile. Uh, yeah, old. Older. Yeah. yeah, she's older to the point that she's not really communicating much. She seems aloof most of the time, and she has a hard time keeping up yeah. with what's happening. And so what happens when... It, not saying this lady, but what happens <laughs> when on. somebody with Alzheimer's gets turned into a zombie? <laughs> like, hang how on, much, hang on. How much functional is, brain do you... This is an interesting thought experiment, okay? So if you let a bunch of zombies loose in a nursing home... How functional like would a mem the zombies a be? a memory care facility. Is your, is your baseline always the baseline of the human that you turn? Or... <laughs> Is every zombie sort of brought to the same same level of normal? So if you are if you munch on a bunch of people with dementia and Alzheimer's, are they gonna end up just like sad lost zombies that don't remember they're hungry? <laughs> <What's gonna happen? laughs> 
Well, I don't know. This may be proof of that because this lady looks confused. She doesn't look hungry. She doesn't look angry. She doesn't look... The only thing zombie about her is her eyes are gray. Right. She kind of looks like she's in a department store like... Huh. Where am I? Did what, I? How did I get here? Was I supposed to get off on this floor? <laughs> but anyway. anyway, she has a tearful so moment we can with see her sister, her, right? Because if she was just uh, well, her sister puts her hand on the glass and she like half-heartedly opens her mouth towards her hand, like oh, I'm kind of hungry. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I just had some boiled eggs. <laughs> I just had some boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, young Gil or Ingil, I don't know which is which, but she opened the lady who's not actually old. She's wearing like the curly haired wig with the cool like floral jacket. That is a cool floral jacket that she's wearing. I would wear that. But she opens the door uh, just as the Yon Suk, the real motherfucking villain of this movie, turns around and sees her. And he's like, no, because that of course, lady, somebody stop her. Because, of course, they were focused on the other people being the bad guys. So they've been tying the other door shut. Right. He he had diverted everyone's attention to Gong Yu's party being yep. the, the threat so much. Like he sold it so much that the, it diverted their attention away from the real threat. Which was the zo- actual zombies? Right. Right. So they've been tying the door shut with humans on the other side, not tying the door shut with the zombies on the other side. So when she opens the zombie door, they can't open the door to the vestibule to save themselves. Right, because they've locked it shut. And then they've the hum- locked it shut. Gong Yu's party on the other side, they've tied it shut on their end, too. Yeah. Which wouldn't really matter because now they're all zombies and they can't operate doors. Maybe. Womp womp. Womp womp. So they get kind of a view of the zombies. Uh, it's a kind of a silhouette view because they've smoked that glass. They've like sprayed the fire extinguisher on that glass to yeah. make it so the zombies can't see them. So we just get like a splash of blood across the door and we get silhouette views of people getting eaten. And they're kind of like, serves you right. They do not look yeah. broken up about this at all. I wouldn't be. I mean, I hate to say it, but I'd be like. Yeah. No, I, I don't think either of us feel bad. No. For the people in car 15. No, not at all. Because so, they all right. uh, kind of participated in exiling. Yeah. So we get another lull. We get another rest period here. And then. We, we cut to the engineer. Yeah, the engineer. And he's calling on the phone. And this guy, he's dedicated to he's his He's dedicated. Job. He's like, I'm driving this car. I can't go back and try to help anybody because then nobody will be able to operate it. So he's just been trying to get everyone to safety. I hope they're all not going into zombie-infested cars back there. They are, but I hope they aren't. And so he's been calling, trying to make sure that Busan is safe. Right. Uh, and he gets to the next station, and there's something on the track. It's like shipping containers that have been knocked over, and of course they're on fire. Because no matter what was in them, they were going to fall over and burst into flames. And he's like, oh, shit. So he slows the car down as soon as he gets into the smoke, which is good, because he doesn't see the obstruction. He just assumes there is one. Right. Saves everybody's lives. And he calls over the... The intercom. Intercom. Uh, Attention, everybody. He's like, attention, everybody. Due to a blockage in (laughs) the track. train is arriving at the station, but there's a blockage in the track. So I'm getting off. I'm going to the far left track, and I'm getting a train. And if you want to keep going, go to the far left track. 
Please depart safely. Please. Uh, he says, Godspeed. Like, God be with you, because yeah. this does not look good. So he hops off and starts heading towards the, uh, towards the left, far left track, trying to find another train to keep everybody going. Just trusting that whoever's still alive, which the only people still alive on this train at this point are Gong Yu, Suan, Seung Kyung, Yongook, and Jin Hee. Of our original and group, that's all that's left. Then we cut. Oh, and to, homeless guy, obviously. Yeah, and homeless guy. But yeah. then we cut shortly to a bathroom door. A bathroom door. Yes. With Yon Suk and the conductor. Unattendant. Yeah, one of the. Like, but I think he's the conductor. He, the engineer, drives the train. Oh, the okay. conductor coordinates the train. Yeah, because of course Yong Suk didn't die. Of course Which he didn't. The engineer is the best conductor in this movie because he's got a heart of gold. He does have a heart of gold. He really does. Gold's a good conductor. <laughs> but um Matt has a physics degree, you guys. He's got a physics degree. <laughs> so he knows these things. But Yan Suk sticks his head out, sees that there's zombies infesting his area, and he goes back and he's like, It's all clear, you can go. And so the conductor sticks his head out, and Yansuk just kicks him out into the hallway. To so be the, immediately eaten by a zombie. Yeah, so the zombies will be too busy eating him to get Yansuk. Which, looking back on this movie, we don't really see any scenes of zombies eating people. No. Zombies bite people. Yeah. But we don't see them eating at all. And that may be... I think it's because the infection happens so quickly. We don't get a lot of time to eat because as soon as they bite, pretty much, they turn into a zombie. So it's all reproduction. It's not about eating. It's about reproducing. Right, but I'm wondering if it's more of a reducing the amount of gore because Korean film is generally keeps down on the the gory stuff. Or if it's... Uh, I think it's just not it, the focus. It seems like it's just either because the director or writer or whatever didn't want to focus on the gore yeah, or some ratings board. I think it still will focus on the drama and not on the gore. I yeah. also think it's because we are supposed to see Yon Suk as the real villain. Yeah. So if we get too much gory, gory, zombie eating flesh stuff. It distracts us. It distracts us from the fact that the real villain is the selfish human. The zombies are bad, of course, because they're killing people. But that Yan Suk is really the one who is to blame for a lot of what happens. Because he runs out, he runs out the door, he leaves the door open behind him. Yes, so, every time he goes through a door and finds zombies, he leaves the doors open. Yeah, so they're all able to run out. So whereas previously our band of ragtag heroes had gotten out and were heading down to get to the left track where they were instructed to go, mostly unmolested. Now there's zombies coming for them. And also a giant flaming train engine. Right. I, I thought with with your comment earlier about, uh, of course, things fell over and Lit burst into flame. Yeah. I thought, well, Michael Bay's about to enter the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. because yeah, we get an inexplicable... Large, heavy engine on fire, heading down the track towards our heroes. 
And they don't see it. They just like the stones start rattling and they see smoke the pass conduct- by. The engineer sees it. Yeah, the engineer sees it. Yeah. But our heroes don't. They just see the rocks rattling and then we see like smoke go by and they hear the sound of it. But then it pushes this track off or this train off the track and it splits the party. Because now Yongook and Jin Hee, our baseball couple, are stuck on one side and Gong Yu, Seung Kyung, and Suan and the homeless man are stuck on the other side. Uh, so our baseball couple try to get to safety. They start running. But of course they run into... They run into an actually locked door. Yes. Yeah, so they and get so into one side, they to can't get the out glass, the other side. Yeah. Uh, in the window. And here comes... Yan? The fucking asshole. Motherfucking Suk. Who grabs Jin Hee and literally throws her at the zombie chasing yeah. him. So she gets bit. And Young Gook kind of falls apart. He, I mean, he, he just saw his entire team. Then he had to hit his te- team members in the head with a bat. I mean, he's had a rough day. And then the girl that he's not really dating, but and I he, think wants he wanted to, to. Yeah, I think he wanted to like return her affection. Yeah. But he was so kind of shy. They weren't there yet. Yeah, he, yeah. he hadn't gotten there yet. Right. So he kind of loses it and he just holds her as she turns into a zombie. And then she like whips her head around and bites him in the neck. But don't Which worry. Which kind of seems to be waiting for. Don't worry, you guys. Yansuk got out. Of course, Yansuk got out. He breaks the window out. And somehow, even though Yongook has been beating at it with like a, whatever that is, a glass think, breaking thing. Yeah, it was a glass breaking tool. Yeah, and it wasn't breaking. He manages to it break was, it with his it elbow. It was shattering. Okay. It was cracked. Whatever. His sheer fucking evil breaks this window. He just batters it with his... With selfishness. Asshole selfishness. Strong feelings about Yansuk. <laughs> so he climbs out the window, and he's running towards the engine because he sees the engine that's right. moving. Yeah, the engineer has gotten the train moving, and it's moving slowly so people can catch up. And Yansuk is running, but then he, like, twists his ankle. Yeah. And the engineer being a good uh, guy, man, he gets off to go and try and help him. And so Yansuk just grabs the engineer and throws him at the zombies and then gets yeah. up and starts running after he'd been bitten. Yeah. So then we get to see the engineer get eaten while he gets like bit. Yeah. We don't know right then that Yansuk had been bitten. We just think he's he's gotten away scot-free. So he right. manages somehow on his like broken ankle. Right, to catch up with the To catch the up with the engine. train and get yeah. on it. <sighs> I know. It's, I mean, okay, I know anyway, why he's there. There's kind of some drama. Uh, yeah, they have to get out because the they're wedged in they're, between They're trying two to crawl trains. underneath. Yeah. Gongyu gets underneath. Plot, plot, plot happens. a window breaks. Yeah, and zombies all start coming out. And then and homeless guy guys. sacrifices himself to hold back the zombies I long know. enough. Who knows what he survived before he got on the train? Right. Because he was like, everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. So he'd clearly already seen some shit. Then he survived all of that stuff on the train. And then he sacrifices himself. He yeah. like holds up a bar to hold back the zombies so that Suan and Seung Kyung can get out. Yeah. And Gong Yu, in this scene and other scenes, is just so good at physically portraying strain because he's trying to move this 
tank or whatever that's fallen yeah, down. Yeah, it's off a, of the like train. a wheel. I think it's a wheel. Um, right. So he's just grabbing it and leaning back and yelling and oh, because he's Kong. You. So he finally gets this tank out of the way. Yeah. He gets Suan and Seung Kyung out from under the train, and they can see the engine rolling down the tracks. So they start running right, after here it. Here we go. And then we see the zombies start running after them. And then there's more zombies. And there's more zombies. And there's more zombies. And they are running for their lives ahead of this zombie horde. <laughs> and we get we get another piece of evidence that these zombies are just a mob. Yeah. They're a not cooperative swarm. <laughs> they are a swarm, because yes. two big groups of them collide and they all fall down. Which gives the surviving humans a chance to a little bit more time to yeah. catch up with the engine. And they end up catching the engine. They get up on it, but then a zombie grabs the back of the engine. And then another zombie grabs that one. And it's kinda like Which, those ants. Uh, Isn't there an ant group that does that? The yeah, like, uh the ones in the rainforest. Yeah, where they all gang up together and make a they're, ball. Yeah, they're hydrophobic. Yeah. So they all cling together and they float. Right. Well, the zombies all start piling on each other, and several of them are holding on. It's not just one, but somehow they start slowing down this heavy-duty engine. That can uh, pull an entire train. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Gong Yu, Gong Yu kicks their wrists long the enough. Day. Saves the day. He yeah. kicks them off, and they're off. They're off to the races. Everybody's safe. Whew. Thank God they all survived. Suan is alive. Her dad's alive. The pregnant lady's alive. We lost the old lady and the homeless guy, but it, I felt like their deaths made sense. I mean, right. they weren't not not that any death is full of sense, but I, I'm not mad at how they died. Right. It made sense narratively, is what I mean. Yeah. So that's it, guys. That's the end. Everybody survives. Aren't you happy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you thought Yansuk was gone. Yansuk's not gone. He's back. Because Gong Yu goes to check out the engine compartment to see who's driving the train. And it's Yansuk. But Yansuk is a zombie who can open doors because he's so evil, you can't even completely turn him into a zombie. He's just that evil. It just melded. It made a greater, more evil creature than before. Because... Gong Yu shuts the door reflexively, and he just looks down, opens the door handle, and then we get a moment here where we're supposed to feel like some amount of sympathy. Zero sympathy. I don't know. Either that or it's like a ugh, final disgust, because he's like, I just want to go home. I don't feel good. My mom is waiting for My me. My mom's waiting for me. Can you take me home? My address is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just freaking die. Just freaking die. Because Gong Yu's like, sir, you're infected. And he's like, oh, I am? <laughs> right, so he, <laughs> he looks down at his hands yeah. and then finishes his transition. Right, so he looks up and then Gong Yu and he have it out. And so they end up, at first, they're kind of on a gangplank on the side of this engine. And at first, Gong Yu is between Yan Suk and Sung Kyung and Suan. But they end up kind of kerfuffling and switching places. So he's running after the women and Gong Yu reaches around and put his hand over the guy's mouth. Right. And so he manages to bite Siok Wu. And Siok Wu fights him back towards this gap in the rail. Right. He just keeps his hand in Yonsuk's mouth. Yep. Wraps a then, chain around his, his waist yep. and jumps off the side, letting him go, but then pulling himself back on. And then he gets everybody into the 
car, the cabin, yep. and uh, gives brief instructions on how to stop the train yeah, when they get somewhere. The instructions are all in English. Emergency right. brake. And so and he, as a, like, he's a professional. He's an office worker. He, he's a high-powered office worker. Right. He can't rely He's going to have to read English. Right. And he can't necessarily rely on the fact that they can or cannot. Right. Although... Right, Kyung Seung may not, right. but he doesn't know he for sure. He can't take that chance. So right. he walks her in there and he's like, look, here's the brake. When you feel safe, pull this. I got to go. So then he goes over and he has this moment with his daughter. And in the subtitles, he's like, look here, look here, look here. But what he's saying is, Appa. He's like, look at your dad. Look at Dada. Look at Dada. Right. Look at your dad. Right, because she's just crying. Because she's just crying. So... And she's this saying, is, she's uh, repeating a phrase she said earlier, which is, I just want you to stay with me. Yeah. Can you stay with me? Please just stay with me. Don't go. But if you know she's saying dad, I don't know why they didn't subtitle this as dad. Stay with dad. Look at dad. Right. Because instead of him just being like, look, look at me, look at me, look, look at me. I don't know. This is one of those things where because... There isn't a lot of one-to-one between English and Korean. There's some, but not a ton. We sometimes subtitle things in a way that right. loses like, me. A lot of things are really contextual. Yeah. Like, they'll use the phrase, ajushi, which is just like, sir. Sir, yeah. And they use it in a way to direct attention to something else. So it'll be like, sir, look at this. Right? Or to but establish a relationship. Right. A lot of times it establishes, you are my older, you are someone older than me that I don't have a direct connection to. Um, so I'm using an honorific, an unfamiliar honorific. But like uh, earlier, um, Young-gook is talking to Gong-yu, and he just says, Ajushi. But they subtitle it as, over here. Yeah. Because he's getting Gong-yu's attention right. and pointing. Right. And they subtitle it following the context. Right. And he also, when he come, when Yeon Suk comes out, the bad guy, when our asshole COO comes out after he's been infected and he has that brief conversation with Gong Yu, he's not speaking in from, uh, formal. He's not speaking informally. Right. He, he as the highest ranked person or around oldest. Yeah. or oldest person would refer would talk to everybody else informally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in this delirious half so he's, zombie it's meant state, to be very jarring. Right. Very uh it's supposed to highlight how out of it he is. Right, because he's speaking formally to someone that he He would never old, speak someone that's younger than him. Too. Yeah. And someone he actively dislikes. Right. Which both of those things, either of those things should make him speak informally. Right. But he's speaking very, very formally to this. Right. To, um, Gong to Gongyu. So anyway, so we have this moment where she's like, don't go, Dad. Dad, don't go. But he has to go because he's turning into a zombie. So he leaves. He goes out the door and shuts it behind him and walks to the back of the train. And she's screaming, and we don't get any subtitles right here, but she's saying, like, Dad, Dad, come back. Come back, Dad. Don't go. Come back. Um, I don't speak Korean. I just watch a lot of Korean dramas. I just want to preface that. So 
like go, go, come back. We say that a lot, so I can pick things up. Uh, so she walks around, he walks around to the back and he's standing at the back and he's remembering what it was like to have her when she was born. And and so then we see him. There's like dramatic His zombie music. transformation yeah. is you know, switching back and forth between his more and more zombified face and his memories of his daughter being born. And yeah. so th- we see the first like happy zombie transformation. Not ha- well, happy, <laughs> well, not ha- smiling. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Because yeah. he's remembering what it was like. And obviously he loves her and he fought for her because he has custody of her. Right. His ex-wife doesn't. He does. And we got this sweet moment that we didn't talk about where Sangwa, R.I.P. Sangwa, is talking to Gong Yu um, as they're waiting out like a train. They're in the opposite bathroom when they go to rescue all the girls in yeah. car 13. And so he says, I know you couldn't be there because you were working so hard for her. And she'll understand when she's older yeah, while some, you worked so why some, you worked so yeah, hard. Someday she'll realize why you worked as hard as you did. And she, he's like, dads get a bad rap. Dad, yeah, dads get all the shit. But really, we're leaving and going to work all day like that because we're trying to make the best life for them. And someday she'll realize that, which is kind of a sweet moment. I mean, this home and this like a as an ending. Oh my gosh! And it's not even the end. Because then we see the train approaching Busan. There's some rubble on the track. There's rubble. There's dead bodies, which are, of course, on fire because they're always on fire. And so they stop the engine and they get off and they're walking through this tunnel, which Matt was like, why is the tunnel dark? But it's so the zombies can't get through it, right? Because zombies can't see in the dark. Because we we cut to some military with rifles on the other side watching the tunnel. And they say two bogeys approaching. Their commanding officer says, you know, are they infected? Can't confirm visually. Commanding officer says, uh, just kill him. Just kill him then. Yeah. And so he's getting ready. He's lining up the shot. So Suan starts singing the song that she practiced so that she could sing it for her dad. And it's Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so but the, it works. The military officer, military people um, hear the song. And they're like, oh, they're they're humans. Yeah. Uh, survivors. They refer they're to survivors. Them as survivors. And then we cut. That's the end of the movie. That's the actual end of the movie. We cut to the credits. So we don't have any resolution except that obviously the military's there. So hopefully they're in a safe place now. He, The only two survivors of the train. And uh, one of the conversations with Gong Yu and Analyst Kim is Analyst Kim uh says Busan is number one in national defense or something like that. He says it's safe. And, and this yeah, is after he, implies, he that implies that those stocks that they sold at the beginning of the Oh yeah, he implies movie. that the outbreak, he says the whatever this was, came from this company whose stocks Gong Yu was talking about at the very beginning. Yeah. And that and he implies that the the leak of this contagion was some kind of retaliation or revolt because they, they sold stocks. all those yeah. stocks. Yeah. So basically, they were trying to short the stocks or they were trying to um, ruin this company's reputation or whatever. 
to get a financial advantage. And as a result, the employees, workers, whatever, uh, caused some problem that leaked this, this zombie contagion. Yeah. And so it wasn't Gong Yu's fault. He was following orders from his superior to sell yes. everything. But we know at that point that he's involved. He participated in the series of actions that resulted in the zombie virus leaking. Correct. Yeah. This is a good zombie movie. I'm not usually a fan of zombie movies. I mean, I like zombie movies. Okay. They're good. I like a thoughtful zombie movie. I don't like just a hack and slash zombie movie. And this one feels thoughtful because, I mean, who was the real villain here? I think we all know who I think is the real villain here. And that's Jan Suk. And he doesn't die soon enough. I mean, I know why he makes it to the end. But if he hadn't died, I mean, if he hadn't gotten on that train, Gong Yu would have lived. And it's always better when Gong Yu lives. It's always better when Gong Yu lives. The world should not be deprived of, uh, of Gong Yu for even a moment. So thoughts, feelings, emotions... Still a good movie. Still a good movie. I love Korean pacing. It works so well in yes. this. This was an extremely successful movie when it came out. And actually, the drama we mentioned at the top of the show, Goblin, Goblin. came out the so same Gong year. So Gong is the lead actor in Goblin. Yes, it came out the same year as this. So and there's in, a scene yes. in Goblin where Gong Yu's character and the, I guess, female lead go to a movie together. And they go to see Train to Busan in theaters. Yes. And so the whole movie, Gong Yu's character is getting jump scared. He's absolutely terrified. He's throwing his popcorn around. He's trying to cover uh, his date's face. He's like throwing himself on the floor. (laughs) And then at the end, at the end, he says, the future of of Korean cinema is very bright. bright. (laughs) It's so funny. It's available on Vicky, like I said, but Vicky must not have the rights to a bunch of the stuff that they put up because a lot of times now, like when Drama Fever was still up and active, Drama Fever would not blur out um, if they were watching a drama or watching a movie in the television show. They wouldn't blur it out. But if you watch it now, the screen's blurred out. But you can still kind of see that it's the scene where the zombies mound up right at the Mm -hmm. end when they're chasing them. And it's just hysterical because Gong Yu is just over the top scared of this movie and he's in the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> he's also in Squid Game. Uh, he's at the very beginning of Squid Game. Yeah, I don't cameo know. Cameo in Squid Game. Yeah, he's got a cameo at the very beginning of Squid Game, which I was telling Kate about. And I mentioned that that was supposed to be an impactful cameo. That was supposed to be like, oh my God, guys, it's Gong Yu. So now you know when you rewatch Squid Game. That's Gong Yu, you guys, at the very beginning. And he's a big deal. And I'll admit, the only part of Squid Game I have watched is, is the part that with scene. Gong Yu in it. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. I watched it exclusively for him, and as soon as he left, I turned off the show. So what's your award for Train to Busan? Okay. My award for this movie is saddest ending to a zombie movie, because so that ending with... Sukwu and Suan is like heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's like the most emotionally significant ending 
to a zombie movie, like where, where there are actual survivors. Because we've fallen in love with these characters because they've grown from start to finish. We've gone through so much with them. Also, our daughter is Suan's age. Yep. So I'm sure it kind of felt like. You can and she would absolutely say, oh, no, I can ride the train by myself. Yes, because at the beginning, she's trying to convince him to let her ride the train by herself, which leads to my award, which is opportune time to chaperone your child. The best award for best time to chaperone your child on a train, even though they insist they'll be fine otherwise. Can you imagine if he got let her get on the train by herself? <sighs> yeah, exactly. Well, he so. would have died with his mom, probably. Yeah, because he gets a phone call from his mom. And she's like, I give all of my time to Suwon, but she only ever wants her mother. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which now at the end that we know how discombobulating the zombie virus is, we can assume she's changing into a zombie when she says that. Right, And we hear she's her like, drop the phone <laughs> and make grunting noises. Yeah, just like Yan Suk had a moment to have a discussion, a long discussion, before he finally turned into a zombie. Finally turned into a zombie and then managed to destroy. Oh, yeah. And so then you have our happy a, ending that to just continue the sad scene. Yeah, he he talks to his daughter. Gong Yu talks to his daughter and then he walks out to the back. He has that like memory and then you just see i thought this was the framing of this shot was the shadow really good yeah you just see the silhouette of the train and him standing on the platform the back end of the train and then falling off yeah as he just lets himself fall forward off the train right before he loses control <sighs> <sighs> talk about a stab to the heart yeah it's a good it's a good ending it's a sad ending it's a good ending it's not really a good way to wrap this up. It's just a sad. It's a sad. I want to watch ending. Goblin again. I know. Now I want to watch yeah. Goblin again. Maybe we'll do that after, not after Forever Night because we're going to try One Piece after that, but then Goblin. Oh yeah, uh, news, suggestion feedback. Yeah, I said it last time that oh, you we did? got some suggestions. Okay, but the television show, which I didn't say that we got suggested, was One Piece. Right, and the movie suggestion was everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Yeah, because we mentioned, I think we'll be scheduling a watch along. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because yes. we neither of us have seen this movie. Right. So we have Scrooge next, and after that, we're going to do Love Bites, and then we can tackle everything, everywhere, all at once. And I want to do a watch along because neither one of us have seen that one, and I think that's going to be really fun because it'll be the first time we are both new to the media that we're covering. But you can follow us on Instagram. If you want to keep up, I'll probably be posting any dates that we do a watch along or anything like that. So I'll be posting it on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Book Club, or you can find us on Patreon at Strange and Beautiful Book Club. If you want to find the links to all the things, suggestion form, Instagram, Patreon, etc., you can go on our website at strangeandbeautiful.club. Or look at the show notes. Yeah, or click the link in the show notes. And specific details about the watch along will be shared on the Discord server. Yes, on the Discord server, which now has two members, three members, four members, counting Matt and I, which we were on there the other day chatting in IRL, as they 
the youth say. <laughs> As the youth say. <laughs> if you want to email us, you can email me at Rachel at strangeandbeautiful.club or you can email Matt at Matt at strangeandbeautiful.club or if you want to talk to us both, you can email us at the hosts at strangeandbeautiful.club. Remember, sometimes the strangest things are the most beautiful too. So be who you are and love what you love. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye. What do you think since you sat on my lap through this entire episode? Uh, he's asleep now.